0: You think your front door is at like 123 Main Street, it's actually online, okay? That's your real front door. That's the moment they walk in and have your experience. So own it. Guess what? Digitally, is the same thing. The moment you start your customer experience is when they start an order with you. What's up, Zach
1: Oates here, author, entrepreneur, and customer relationship guru. Welcome to Give An Ovation growth strategies for restaurants and retailers, where we find industry leaders to share their secrets to grow your business. This podcast is sponsored by Ovation, the actionable guest feedback tool that works on or off premise and is easy, real time and actually drives revenue. Learn more at OvationUp.com. Welcome to another edition of Give and Ovation. I am joined today by Brandon Barton, the CEO of Byte, a digital ordering platform for restaurants, working with brands like Chick Fil A, Taco John's, and Fazoli's. He was a number four employee at Resi, and he's worked at numerous startups and has an incredible uh, hands-on experience with the Patina Group as well as Union Square Hospitality Group. Brandon, thank you for joining us on Give and
0: Ovation today. Zach, thanks so much for having me on. Uh, My pleasure. So first of all, tell us a little bit about Byte and uh, why have you got such great brands working with you? Yeah, so so Byte's a digital ordering platform, which is like basically every company in, in you know today wants to be uh uh it feels like because of the pandemic that we just went through everybody's in digital ordering um uh, we've been around you know really doing business in, in earnest since about 2017 um, and we started in the world of in-store ordering so that meant doing things with kiosk and qr codes and nfc technology and so forth and um, through a couple of uh, expansions to our business, we've we've gone into the entire omni-channel digital ordering experience for restaurants. What this means is really first-party, right? Everyone can order from Uber Eats or Doordash or places like this, but we want to represent a restaurant's brand in the digital ordering, uh, you know, channels that they want to have, uh, you know, for their guests. So that could be order um, you know, in a drive-through digitally, right? Not just with voice. That could be uh, order when you get to the restaurant. That could be a QR code. That could be um, you know, uh, a, a kiosk. There also could be a web experience. You're sitting at your desk at work or at home and wanting to order. So all of these different channels now we work with. And the core of our business is really personalization and trying to find who that person is, who that guest is across all of these different channels. Mm-hmm. And give the restaurants an opportunity to personalize the experience for that guest. So basically, everything except the point of sale in house. Well, yeah, I mean, not point of sale, not loyalty platform. When so, we work with enterprise restaurant brands. Some that you mentioned, of course. Um, and uh, it seems that um, while uh, you know, in the SMB side, smaller business side you'll have a lot of these things all in one. Like Toast does a great job of an all-in-one solution for a lot of this stuff for a one or two unit um, restaurant group. When you get to 50, 60, 100, 200, 500, um, these types of restaurants have solutions for loyalty. That's going to be separate than point of sale. That might be separate than digital ordering. Uh That's going to be separate than third-party aggregators and places like Olo. So um, you know uh, we are part of that ecosystem for an enterprise restaurant brand. So speaking of online ordering, and, and, you know, a lot of people are kind of saying,
1: hey, I can't wait for things to get back to normal, back to how it was. And most experts are like, don't hold your breath, buddy, right? Um, As, you know, data is showing that as in-person is starting to reopen, uh, while there is a significant jump in the in-person ordering, there is not a significant decrease in the online ordering uh, side of things.
0: Is that something yeah. that you've seen as well? S-s- same data that we're seeing as well. I mean, um, we are, we, the world has educated the consumer, the restaurant consumer, the restaurant guest, in that most places now you can order online and it's not that scary too. And maybe the, uh, and, and maybe the convenience of doing it and trying it during the pandemic has uh, become addictive to people, right? Uh, You know, I don't want to wait to have X ready for me. I just want to order it and show up and have it ready, right? I don't want to go to the store. I think this is going to balance out a little bit. We have not really seen the return to work, return to the office in a big way. And I think that's when you'll start to see more of the on-premise happen when um, today you might be working from home and nobody really dislikes being in their home. I hope not, right? So getting picking something up and coming home makes sense uh so if you were working from the office for the day and needed to get a break from the office for an hour that might be a reason to go and spend time at a sweet green or spend time at a chick-fil-a um and get out for a little bit more time than just kind of order and pick up i think you'll see it balance out a little more but the, the truth is is digital ordering um accelerated multiple years i mean i'm not saying anything new here but we accelerated the industry by five to 10 years uh, because of, of what's gone on in 2020 and early 21. So
1: are people going, are, are they just or buying more food or are they cooking less at home? Where, where is this extra you know, dining out coming from?
0: I, I, I would say it's a, a little bit of people um, who, who may have spent more disposable income on dining out on the higher end moving down, uh, oh. right? So instead um, of
1: getting the one
0: fancy steak,
1: they're getting a lunch and a dinner at a, you know, Chick-fil-A and Applebee's.
0: Yeah. And and look, you if you spend more time at home, the likelihood is that you now spend more on groceries and you cook more, right? This has uh, been well-documented uh, behavioral activity during the pandemic. You, We were all making sourdough last April and then people got into like, <laughs> you know, the, 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 the fancy roasts and everything. So you're cooking more at home, okay? That means you're spending less on food than dining out. So uh, but but then you go now that restaurants are open, you go back out, you go back to work, you're OK spending on lunch and dinner at the same time. So um, I, I think the dynamic has shifted just a bit in, in terms of that. And, uh, and and I think it'll stay. so in
1: aggregate, not asking about any specific brand, but you're saying that you also have seen kind of online ordering volume stay pretty steady, even as dining
0: rooms are opening back up yeah I mean as a percentage of overall sales no because it was a hundred percent last right. uh, exactly right, last August but I'm just talking um, about volume in terms of yeah, like well, so it's it's hard to tease out to be honest because do you want to compare it against 2019 volume or do you want to compare it against compared against 2020 sales volume it's still up it's still high um so compared against 2019 volume it's uh it's likely to be similar or a little bit lower right? Um, so so it depends on what you want to compare to but i think the positive story to spin here is that um restaurants are reopening and people are still going back to and it, going to dine in a, in restaurants uh and and their online orderings are not decreasing to the same level that that the in-store orders are increasing right right
1: yeah and i think i think that's where i i found a, the data super fascinating is because everyone was saying hey, as soon as restaurants open back up, online orders are going to drop down to about 10% of where they, you know, uh, 10, 10%, like the same volume that yeah. they were doing pre-pandemic. And w- our customers haven't seen that. Our partner online ordering platforms haven't seen that. Um, and it's, it's a fascinating trend that things have kind of, you know, things aren't increasing month over month with the online order volumes that they were, but they're not dropping back
0: down. Yeah, you're going to see, I think we're going to see a big shift in the whole industry again in September, October. Um, a lot of, uh, so we have some unique insight, which I won't get into necessarily, but we have some unique insight into the back um, to work movement and companies doing that and companies asking their employees to go back to work, not restaurant companies, but just industries. Right. Um, and a lot of, there's been a lot of indication of Like by September, we need you around this city because we're going to want you to come back in three days a week or two days a week. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And it seems to to be that uh, many, many people that are working age, have children around, you know, schooling is is certainly a big part of where you live and where you can stay. So um, businesses are are saying, hey, take the summer. We know your kids aren't in school. You can be where you want to be. You can still work remotely. September, October, during these, we're going to want you to come back two, three days a week, which is going to start to create more regularity in people's lives around their purchase behavior, including restaurants. So that is when I don't trust any of the summer data, frankly. Yeah. This, is, this is the summer of fun. You could call this what you want, like, you know, uh, summer of fun. With, I've heard a lot of names for it, but this is, this is an aberration. Um, mm-hmm. you know, uh, we were this talking, is, this is the revenge spending that everyone had Yeah, talked about. sure. revenge. Spending is a good way to say it, a revenge on, on COVID. Right. Um, so we're all acting differently than we would in a quote unquote normal summer. I think September will start to get back to kind of normalcy of, all right, I go into the office two days a week or three days a week. And then I, I'm eating at home during these times maybe that's not enough to prepare food or I'm commuting from further away. Uh-huh, right. So, yeah. So now I don't want to bring food with me on Amtrak for an hour and a half. I don't know. Right. Like.
1: And so is that something that you see? Okay. That I, I can totally understand that getting to September, October, November, December. What about next year? Like what, what is the future of online ordering? Is this something that is going to continue to play this big of a part are servers something that are going to be phased out? Like, what do you see as the future of, of online yeah. and digital ordering?
0: Well, we should separate it into, you said servers, we should separate full service and, 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 and uh, quick service or fast casual, right? As two yeah. separate ideas here. I think that digital ordering, digital or, so you're saying online, and I want to use the word digital. Yeah, digital, okay. yeah. I, because yeah. online ordering means you're ordering away from the place you're Correct. at. And, I, and that, in some ways, this is just like one of the channels, right? I think that the proliferation of digital ordering is going to continue to grow. Um, people will continue to want to um, order a block away in the store, whether or, or, or when they're sitting at home, you know, and, and pick up the food in a half hour. Um, digital ordering offers something that um, that, you know, let's say the the old way of ordering where you just go into a, a restaurant and order doesn't. In that you can save your payment, you can save your credit card, you can save your, uh, you can pay with Apple Pay, you can um, save your preferences, the things that you like, the diet that you're on. Um, You know, Chipotle did this great thing, um, I think it was about a year back, maybe a little further. Uh, where they, where they started to add the lifestyle um, diets that you can choose from when you look at the menu, right? So you Uh, can show me keto, I'm I'm keto, I'm paleo. And so those, as people, uh, uh, you know, continue to learn about what makes uh, for good fuel in their body, right? Um, They start to have uh, more restrictive preferences here. I mean, the idea of somebody that was, um, you know, keto or something that didn't exist when I was a kid. But now you have anybody from the age of 15 and above who eats a certain way. Maybe they eat, you know, um, they, they try to limit carbs and, and go high on, uh, you know, high on protein. Who knows? Point is, you can save these preferences, make it very easy on yourself as you're navigating through either different restaurants or the same restaurant, different menu items, um, and so it offers a bit more convenience. Um, you can offer more hospitality, more recognition, more speed if you use digital ordering on all these channels. I would love to think that. In my, in my Danny Meyer days, we would recognize as many guests as we could at Tabla. We didn't recognize everybody at all. And when you go to a fast casual restaurant, uh, like I used to go to Pret often before going to work just to grab a coffee, make, maybe a little you know, freshly prepared egg sandwich or something like that. They would not recognize me. And I would go literally three times a week. Yeah. And so I don't think there is an expectation that a cashier is going to recognize somebody at a fast casual restaurant. Maybe you see two, 300 people a day but technology can help assist in this. And I always dream of this world where the, the tech is helping you to recognize guests so that you can serve them with more personalized information, um, with more hospitality straight okay. away. And so and so, to, to more answer your question on the full service side, servers are not going away at all. I, can't wait till the QR codes are gone off my full service table. Like so, you know. And, and if we were going to a casual dining spot, you and I, uh, you know, we we we, we go to a, an Applebee's or something. You might make the argument to me that the service levels are different and the standards are different. And and I could perhaps see a place for, let's say, a screen at the table or a QR code or something. Um, great. I don't believe that above that level, when you get to a casual neighborhood restaurant or any independent restaurant, I don't think that you can differentiate yourself by having, uh, without having service and without having full service. And I think the majority of guests, there will be the backlash to the backlash to the backlash, which is, I just get, put the tech away. I just want to sit in front of the person that I'm with, have a wonderful conversation, or maybe nobody. I want to sit in front of my bartender and talk to them. I want to get back to that. So, Maybe it's a bit old school, but I, I, I do think that, and you can even separate some of this, by the way, with payment will continue to happen. I love the idea that when my check shows up, there is a just, QR code that I can just pay yep. digitally. I don't have to pull out the credit card, do all that stuff, whatever, okay? Um, that's a much more elegant solve than some other you know startups that tried to do this and died you know, over and over, whether it was cover or uh, the original um, concept at reserved to kind of pay, uh, pay and run away, right? Uh, make make your restaurant into an Uber. But but conceptually, the idea of just being able to pay digitally makes sense to me, right? You just scan a QR code and pay, and that's that. You get a receipt, like the whole thing that yeah. happened. But ordering digitally when you sit down at a restaurant, I don't know. I'm not I'm yeah. not all the way there on it yet.
1: I, I am I am fully with you on that, Brandon, because I feel like part of the experience is I want to go in and, and get their opinions, right? It's it's fun to like talk to your server like hey, what is good here? What is popular, right? I think there's, there's especially as you get into these bigger cities where you're going to have 50, 60% of your guests be non-regulars, yes. um, it's, it's hard to expect them just to
0: know what to order, right? Yeah. Um, there's also, by the way, there's an incredible technical challenge that, that um, it's, it's a technical challenge that needs to fit into service because you're not going to not have a server, but what a server does often is it translates the guest' order to the kitchen. It's a layer of translation. That's all a server can does sometimes. Uh-huh. And you know, if you want uh, you know a salad a certain way, great. modifiers can help with this. By the way, they need to be put in a specific way, but let's go past that. But what if you want an appetizer as an entree? How do you train a guest to now do that so that it translates over to the kitchen? You can, but it's 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 very cumbersome just get, have somebody show up and I'll tell them the five things we want and go away. Right. Like that's it. Yeah. We don't, we don't need to, we don't need to put tech where it's not going to improve the, yeah, and, the, the hospitality. And, and, and again, I'm, I'm not as familiar with uh, how
1: Byte does this, but with like with kiosk ordering and things like that. One of, one of my big pet peeves is when they will just get another um, they'll just, they'll just get like another point of sale system and they'll just put it on an iPad and put it on the other side of the counter and say, yeah. well, order for yourself. And it's like, I don't, I, I'm, I'm not trained on this system. Like you yeah. literally have to go through an hour of training with your staff to tell them how to use the point of sale. And now you just like expect the customer to
0: use it. Like- yeah, you, you, you have a really great point here. So I think that we are at the early, early stages of evaluating digital experience like we have evaluated customer experience in the past. Yeah. Digital experience matters. And so I, you, you know, you talked about my time at Resi. There's no question that I learned this during my time at Resi. Um, The idea of the guest coming to your restaurant starts when they get to your website in a a full service restaurant or when they when they book the reservation, that starts the hospitality experience. Everyone I used to say to restaurants, you think your front door is at like one, two, three uh, Main Street. It's actually online. Okay, that's your real front door. That's the moment they walk in and have your experience. So own it guess what? Digitally is the same thing. The moment you start your customer experience is when they start an order with you. And if you think that anything can be put on one of these wonderful iPads or or something like, or just, you know, put on your website to order, you're wrong. You will walk away. Guests guests will walk away and say, that was hard to do. That's why I'm going to go to DoorDash. That was awful. That's why I'm going to, you know, I'm never ordering from that web, that website again. I don't even, I haven't even had one bite of food yet, but that was hard to do. Uh And if you don't think about that as part of your guest experience, you're going to, you're going to lose guests. It's like if, if somebody walks into a restaurant
1: and all they smell is a waft of farts, like it's going to put, it's going to like, the food's not going to taste as good. Right. And it's the same thing online. If you're online and your digital platforms and your online reputation, if that stinks, that's what the food
0: tastes like initially. If, if, by the way, they even get past those hurdles to order. Sure. Sure. Right. Like limiting, limiting the amount of clicks. Like, I mean, all of this stuff matters so much and people don't think about this. Uh, Restauranteurs, you know, don't think about it as much as they should yet, you know, yet. But I think we're in the early days of doing this. We're trying to, we're certainly trying to educate the industry on this message. So I would say,
1: you know, in, in terms of the question of what's the most important aspect of guest experience nowadays, would you say it's the digital experience and kind of
0: massaging that or what would you say? I mean, that, it, that I would be, that would be super bearish to say it's the full digital experience is the most important part of the the total guest experience. I I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't go that far. I'm a, I'm certainly a fine dining hospitality guy at heart, right? Like I believe that there's so much value in the person to person. That is where you're going to get a smile. That's where you're going to get these nonverbal cues that make you say that felt good. Or by the way, you probably unconsciously don't even say that. You just, you just walk out and say, that was cool. Right? Yeah. Um, Yeah. But, but I think, I think the, the brands that don't focus on digital experience with, through the lens of the customer are failing their customers.
1: Yeah, to- totally agree. It's, it's not something that you could just like
0: one size fits all, right?
1: Um, Think of it this way.
0: Hey, here, here's how I'll say it. Restaurants, let's say quick service restaurants today, certainly have it mapped out from the, when the guest walks in to when they order their food to when they get it and sit down. They definitely have it mapped out from when a customer drives their car into the parking lot and goes in then to the drive through and how the drive through steps of service will be. That same level of thinking needs to apply to whatever digital channel somebody is ordering through. That's that's the that. So it's not about what's the best part of the overall guest experience. Each guest is going through a different experience. Optimize it, like make it great for what it is. And it shouldn't be, uh, you know, it's not going to be something crazy that makes a guest feel uncomfortable or something, right? Like don't text message them the minute they put an order and say, Hey, great to have you. We're so happy to have you come in. We can't wait for you to pick up your food. Like. No, you have to, it has to be communication that fits the channel, right? You, you, it has to be an experience that fits all. It's just another channel. And I will say, you know, digital kiosk is different than digital QR code or contactless. And it's different than, than digital, you know, online ordering. Yeah. Uh, those also need to be considered differently. Totally. W- what are some successful things that you've seen or tried lately? Um, we're doing a lot. I, 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 think, the, I think the industry is, is moving towards um, the identification of guests al- along all these different channels. We have we, we've grown as an industry from having two or three ways that people can order from us to about ten to fifteen. And yeah. so now you got to figure out who my guest is across all these places. Of course, with the third party, agri- the third party, you know, delivery companies and so forth, you, you can't do that. Right. You, you're not going to know who the person is from DoorDash necessarily. There's some hacks. I know, you know, there's some ways to try to figure that out and addresses and, and, and you know, reverse your way into it. Fine. But um, that's always not voluntary from the guest to say, here's who I am. Uh, but but I think I think. You know, some of the work that we're doing to identify the digital trail that a guest leaves um, so that the restaurant can have that personalization for the for the guest. That that's some of the innovative stuff that I think is really working well. Very cool. And lastly, who deserves innovation in the restaurant industry today? Gosh, um, so so many people. Um one person that I that I had in mind, uh, a, a good friend of of me and, and the company, uh, her name's Lauren Sinclair. She's uh, she's the principal program lead for service and hospitality at Chick Fil A. Um, she's uh, just been a wonderful uh, mentor, I would even say, um, to to helping uh, us understand how, how to really um, do do digital right, but really do customer success right. I mean. Uh, Chick-fil-A is known for a lot of great things. Um, and, and one of the things that I think many people in the industry look up to them for is the hospitality that they provide yeah. uh, at scale, right? It's not two stores. It's 3,000, right? So uh, Lauren is, uh, has been, is been wonderful. And she's, uh, she's so, so educated and smart on the subject of um, how do you make a guest feel special? Awesome. Well, Brandon, for helping us today
1: peek into the crystal ball of the future of online and digital ordering, as well as letting us know where our real front door is. Today's ovation goes to you. Thank you so much for joining us. How do people
0: find you or follow you? Uh, Sure. Uh, You can email me if you want to get in touch, Brandon at getbyte.com Gosh, you can find me on Twitter at Brandon C. Barton, perhaps, but I don't Twitter, Instagram, all those other things. Uh, find me on LinkedIn. That's that's the primary place where I put up content, uh, but uh, yeah. Awesome. Well, Brandon, thanks for joining us today on give Innovation, man. All right, cheers, man. Thanks, Zach.
1: Glad you're with us today and thank you. Thank you to the risk takers, the troublemakers, the crazies who are keeping this world clothed and fed you're the ones who deserve an ovation. Again, this podcast was sponsored by Ovation. To see how we can help you grow your business, go to ovationup.com. Don't forget to subscribe. And as always, remember to give someone in your life an ovation today.